back we are. This is the Y'all Show. Talk with a southern accent as we broadcast news and information about the greatest region of the greatest country in all the world. I am your host, John Rawl, and on this Tuesday edition, we've got headlines from throughout Dixie coming your way momentarily. We'll also have, toward the end of the hour, a political report. We're going to hear from the Commander-in-Chief, as he was in El Paso last night, gave a very raucous crowd in El Paso, right on the border with Mexico, some good fodder. And we'll go in and listen to a portion of the President's talk there in El Paso, Texas, last evening. And we'll actually have him talk about El Paso's native son, Robert Beto O'Rourke, who had his own counter-demonstration to Trump's visit in El Paso. Of course, O'Rourke, a guy who ran for Senate in Texas and lost to Ted Cruz, and a guy rumored to be running for president in 2020. And President Trump has a, a lot of fun talking about that guy when we get to that point later this hour. And speaking of other Democrats who have said, hey, I want to run we've got information on elizabeth warren going to georgia this weekend and a campaign stop there and kirsten gillibrand of new york who has declared her candidacy for president she was in charleston south carolina over the weekend and we've got some audio from her on a campaign stop there in the low country of south carolina so we'll have gillibrand also governor john higginlooper he was the governor of colorado and many believe he'll throw his hat in the ring, too, and run for president on the Democratic side. He was just in South Carolina, not necessarily campaigning. He was invited to speak to a hospital administration convention. And while in South Carolina, he was kind of gauging interest. And we'll hear some thoughts from Hickenlooper later at this hour when we have our Y'all Political Report. When we flip the script to hour two, we'll start it off with Sports Land Yap. We know now what the Oklahoma quarterback Kyler Murray, what his plans are in just a few weeks. We also will tell you about the University of Mississippi having to vacate wins for several seasons. And this kind of closes the book on their entire investigation with the NCAA. Ross Bjork, athletic director, announced this during a rally of Landshark fans in Cleveland, Mississippi on Monday night. We'll tell you about that later this next show in the next hour. Also, we'll have the latest in college basketball. We've got the latest rankings in, and we'll tell you about some scores from last night, some scores and some action going on today in college basketball. All that in our sports land yet. Plus, we'll look at some of the standings of some of our conferences out there, like the American Conference. We'll get the latest on how teams like the Memphis Tigers and how the Tulane Green Wave are doing. Not good if you're a Green Wave fan right now. All that in our sports land yet. And then our special Tuesday guest will arrive just in the nick of time in hour two. And that would be the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, Matt Hermans. And he's going to continue talking sources. And maybe we'll get some information. I understand he was in the Bluff City of Memphis over the weekend doing some barbecue you know scouting out the town and maybe finding a new place or two well maybe we'll ask him about that the barrister a bodacious barbecue matt hermans and the great grilling report that he offers coming our way in hour two of this y'all show and a reminder we will be on the road later this week we'll be at the 50th country radio seminar that's where radio stations that play country music from around the country all gather in nashville each year 
and the various recording artists get to meet these radio people, get to pitch their new music. It's kind of a shaking the hands. Hey, good to see you. You scratch my back. I'll scratch yours. And I've been to this a long time ago. It's been a few years since I've been to a radio seminar, and I'll be going back for the 50th country radio seminar from downtown Nashville later this week. And during that seminar, we'll be able to gather some great interviews, and we'll have them on Thursday and Friday. And also, we'll be able to get some live performances. So if you want to hear some up-and-coming artists, and maybe the first time you will have heard these people, that will be on Thursday and Friday of this week. And if we're lucky, maybe stretching it into some of next week's y'all shows, we'll have a bunch. I, I'm already getting hit up by all the publicists. They're like, hey, we heard you're going to be at the y'all, the y'all show's going to be in, in Nashville. We want to come by and, and meet you. So, hey, that's pretty cool. It is pretty darn cool. So we'll have all that for you. If you like music, definitely toward the end of the week, it's going to be a lot of fun. And because of all of the heavy music that will be on the y'all show toward the end of the week, we're going to move up some programming on tomorrow's y'all show. We'll have both our ACC and our SEC spotlight together in hour two. So it'll be all sports in hour two tomorrow. Hopefully you can stomach that. We've got a lot of people that love our show but they may not be the biggest sports fans out there. And sometimes we lose them a little bit. Just bear with us during that second hour tomorrow. We won't do that again, but because there's going to be so much music coming your way, we we wanted to kind of move that SEC report to earlier in the week. So that's why it's going to be on your Wednesday y'all show. And ah, you should be able to understand. And we want you to maybe understand a little bit more about sports. Hey, if you tune us out because maybe you don't want to hear all that sports talk, Well, remember, sports is just one of the many aspects of the Y'all Show. We've got sports, we've got music, we've got politics, we've got news, we've got cooking, we have history, we have book talk, we have, well, I need to do a better job on fashion. If y'all have any suggestions of how we can get maybe a great spring fashion preview here on the Y'all Show, I'm all ears. Our number is 803-816-1170. And our email address is y'allshow at y'all.com. And you can also go to our website, y'all.com. And it's got all the ways to connect with us there, including archives of every y'all show that's ever been produced. Just having a great y'all time. And we are so glad that you could take some time out here on this Tuesday and join us for another exciting y'all show. Well, the drum beats continue in the capital of Richmond, Virginia. The Commonwealth continues to be in chaos. The latest chapter of the chaos really now centers on the lieutenant governor justin fairfax and the resignation calls for him continue after he's been had he's had sexual assault allegations levied upon him now that follows blackface incidents for both the governor ralph northam and the attorney general of the commonwealth of virginia and One Democratic state lawmaker over the weekend had threatened to begin impeachment proceedings against Fairfax on Monday, but that whole notion got set aside. So I don't know where we stand with this. I heard a great quote from one of the Richmond newspaper columnists on Monday night. He was being interviewed by the gentleman for CBS Sports that does all their great political coverage. Ed Reed, I think is his name. Ed I should know his name. He, he does a great, he's got a great voice, great set of pipes. Ed from CBSN, whatever your last name is. But he was interviewing him on the Capitol grounds, and this columnist for the Richmond paper said, Hey, we understand that West Virginia has been so embarrassed by, by what's happening in Virginia 
that they're now pushing forward an effort to rename West Virginia East Kentucky. (laughs) Could happen. They used to be part of Virginia until the Civil War, and the Yankees kind of cheated and carved out a whole new state. But if you know anything about the history of West Virginia, it's it's rather complicated. But yes, they are, are certainly not too big of fans of what's happened. No, no one is. It's it's a disaster right now in the Commonwealth. And I, I think Northam's going to survive. I really do. I, I think he's kind of dug in and said, "I'm not resigning." I think if you're a conservative, even though if all three went away, you'd have a Republican in charge in Richmond. I think. I think conservatives should be quite happy that he's staying in office. I think this is a scandal that Republicans can go back to and see, look, look at the hypocrisy on the Democratic side. Look at look at how they did all the stuff and they got away with it. I think it will it will fuel conservatives and Republicans in Virginia, which they have lost the governor's election in Virginia for, for quite some time. But it hasn't been that close. It hasn't been. I mean, it hasn't been that far off from a victory for republicans republicans barely hang on to control in the house of delegates in richmond i think this could help fuel more republicans if you're into that thing and they do have elections in the commonwealth this year we will find out what happens now although he's holding on to his office right now lieutenant governor fairfax some members of his staff have resigned amid the sexual assault allegations for of Justin Fairfax's staffers resigned Monday and he's now got a skeleton crew who were working for him after all of these sexual assault allegations have popped up. Those resigning include his policy director, Adele McClure, his scheduler. They both quit as did a guy named David Mills and Courtney McCargo, two employees of his, we rise together political action committee. So the rats are jumping from the ship, it appears, although the rat, the king rat, in this case Fairfax, still in office, as he's called for investigations. We'll find out what happens, but I do find it very odd that staffers resign and leave, but the boss man, Fairfax in this case, is still hanging around Richmond. Five members of a Texas family, including an infant, were found shot dead this week. And Sheriff's Office in Polk County, Texas, say that two men were found dead inside a house while two women and the infant girl were discovered outside their residence. Chief Deputy Byron Lyons of Polk County, Texas, identified the deceased as Ashley Delaney and her husband Randy Horn, as well as Delaney's in-laws, Carlos and Linda Delaney, the child's identity not released. But Lyons says a woman was found safe, locked in a bedroom closet at the home and she told investigators that she awoke at 5.30 Monday morning to a disturbance described as popping noises. She called her son, who alerted authorities about 10.30 in the morning. And Lyon says a firearm was recovered from the house about 75 miles northeast of Houston. This is in East Texas, and that no suspects were being sought. However, he declined to characterize the incident as a multiple homicide and suicide. So developing there in Blanchard, Texas, in Polk County, Texas, five members of a family there, including a youngster, all found shot dead Monday. I love a good fighting the federal government story, and that's what we have from 
where else? The great sovereign state of Mississippi, as the state of Mississippi announced Monday that they're suing the federal government, claiming a dam complex in Louisiana that keeps the Mississippi River from changing course is harming Mississippi's state land. And the suit seeks at least $25 million in damages and touches on one of the most sensitive engineering questions in the nation. The U.S. Army Corps of Engineers' decades-long effort to keep the Mississippi in its current channel flowing past Baton Rouge and New Orleans. All this right kind of in the corner of Mississippi and Louisiana, in Mississippi's very southwestern corner, just south of Natchez. And for Louisiana's sake, not far from Angola. The Secretary of State, Delbert Hoseman, said his state isn't challenging the decision to try to lock the river's current flow in place, but he said Mississippi should get paid for increased flooding caused by siltation. The river carries sediment that is dropping out of the current and piling up on the riverbed, constricting its flow and causing water upstream to rise higher, especially during a flood. Now, if you know anything about Old Man River, as we said here in a few paragraphs back, the Mississippi River does not want to, on its own at least, flow where it currently flows. That would be going right past Baton Rouge, going down to the Big Easy. The Mississippi really wants to take a westward turn and go through the Atchafalaya Basin and come out to the Gulf of Mexico well west of new orleans and our corps of engineers have been fighting this turn for a long long time and you can see here across the river in mississippi that man-made effort to stop mother nature is really impacting mississippi i think one day it's going to happen i don't see how you're going to ultimately stop what the mississippi river slash god has intended for this gigantic river and it may be just a very small creek running past New Orleans and Baton Rouge one day if Mother Nature has its way. More to come on that story. In Georgia, a historian who spent years looking to the unsolved lynching of two black couples in rural Georgia more than 70 years ago hopes answers may have finally come and a federal appeals court Monday upheld a lower court ruling to unseal the transcripts of the grand jury proceedings that followed a month-long investigation into the killings. Roger and Dorothy Malcolm and George and May Murray Dorsey were riding in a car that was stopped by a white mob at Moore's Ford Bridge overlooking the Appalachian River in July of 1946, and they were pulled from the car and shot multiple times along the banks of the river. And now, a cry outcry over these slayings, which harry truman sent the fbi into walton county georgia which is about 50 miles east of atlanta back in 1946 agents investigated but a grand jury convened in december of 1946 failed to indict anyone in a book that came out in 19 in 2016 about the lynching called the last lynching how a gruesome mass murder rocked a small georgia town it's brought access to the grand jury proceedings hoping that that can shed some light on exactly what happened so it looks like there could be more investigation as the u.s department of justice perhaps getting into this lynching and maybe we'll find out exactly what happened back in 1946 
as the court has upheld an order to unseal records in this apparent lynching from the 1940s. And another history-related story that we can file under black history since it is February here in 2019. This comes from Harrisonburg, Virginia. James Madison University is going to name a brand new residential hall after a freed slave who was once owned by the namesake of the university and a founding father, James Madison. And JMU honored former slave Paul Jennings on Friday by naming the new residence hall after him. The building opens this fall, and it will have 500 beds. Jennings spent more than half his life as an enslaved servant to Madison and his wife, Dolly Madison. That time included Madison's stay in the White House as the nation's fourth president. And Jennings later earned his freedom and owned a home, James Madison home of 22,000 students, of which 5% of its undergraduates are black. And JMU's honoring of Jennings is the latest effort by Virginia's public universities to acknowledge slavery's indelible mark on the state's history. So if you're going to be a Duke studying at James Madison University this fall, you might just want to stay in the brand new Paul Jennings residential place there on the campus of James Madison in Harrisonburg. More headlines coming your way. We've got some fun stuff, including the perfect date on Valentine's this week just might be a candlelight dinner at the Waffle House. (laughs) This is The Y'all Show. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore and works when you don't. If you haven't tried this for cold sores, you're missing out. Herpes and L penetrates deep to treat cold sores. It really works. I apply it as soon as I have one. Herpes and L also protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold with added SPF 30 protection. I use it in the winter and in the summer to help protect against flare-ups from sun damage. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Uses directed. And now a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When a client calls, what do you want them to hear? Your personal voicemail? Hey, you've reached Greg's cell phone. Uh, I'm away right now, <laughs> obviously. Uh, leave a message and maybe I'll get back to you. Or something a little time. more buttoned up, courtesy of Grasshopper. Thanks for calling Green Landscaping. To make an appointment, dial 1. For billing, dial 2. To speak with Greg Smith, dial There's three. no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with the purple today. Get a $100 store credit with the purchase of a mattress. Just text NICE to 797979 to get your $100 store credit. The only way to get this exclusive offer is to text NICE to 797979. That's N-I-C-E to 797979. Message and data rates may apply up to five messages a month. TNC and privacy policy found at purple.com. Reply help for help or stop to cancel. Well, it's a strange old game to learn slow. 
stay Sometimes you're the windshield Sometimes you're the bug Sometimes it all comes together But sometimes you're a fool in love Sometimes you're the Louisville slugger But sometimes you're the ball Back into the Y'all Show on this Tuesday. Hope you're doing well. I'm John Rawl. We continue our look around the southeast here. And to Baton Rouge we go, where swarms of bats have recently taken up residence at several schools in Louisiana. The newspaper in Baton Rouge, The Advocate, reports that swarms have caused some annoyance at Zachary High and at the University of Louisiana Monroe and in Vermilion Parish's Guiding high in recent week, the United Bat Control owner Kevin Kosky says the animals are migrating north from Mexico to reach their breeding grounds. Catching bats involves closing the doors and windows where a colony is hiding, waiting for them to wake up for their nocturnal foraging, and trying to seal entryways while they're out. But not fun if you're in a school in Louisiana right now where you're having an infestation of bats swarming around in the school Yeesh. Okay. Dateline Miami, where a man stole a million dollars worth of jewelry after he dressed up like a UPS employee. This happened at Time Boutique Jewelers, and deputies say the robbery occurred a couple weeks back when the victim buzzed a man dressed like a UPS worker while carrying a box. The victim let the man in. Within seconds of entering, he pointed a firearm at the victim and demanded to be taken to the safe. The man then ordered the victim to lay down on the ground and proceeded to strike the victim with the firearm, tie his hands and feet together with tape over his mouth. The UPS imposter is described as a black male, about six foot, six foot one, perhaps weighing approximately 200 pounds. Investigation continues. This robber is on the loose. If you see somebody going around that looks like a UPS employee, but maybe they might be a bandit. Let the authorities know. Here's two movies I want to tell you about that are coming to theaters in the next few weeks. One is the classic Gone with the Wind. To honor the 80th anniversary of its release, there are theaters around Dixie that are going to be showing this in the next few weeks. So check out your local theater listings. Perhaps that will be coming to your theater the 80th anniversary of Gone with the Wind, Scarlet. Frankly, my dear, I think you should see that. Now, if that movie doesn't quite get you going, how about this one? To Kill a Mockingbird is going to return to theaters in March in select theaters in its native Alabama. The Harper Lee classic from 1962 will go to theaters thanks to Turner Classic Movies and Universal Pictures. They'll present screenings of the film during a special two-day event March 24th and 27th. AL.com has the list of movie theaters around the Yellowhammer State where that is showing here in a few days. The NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell has told the Louisiana governor it would be wrong for him to overcall the call, overturn the call against the beloved New Orleans Saints from the NFC Championship game where the Big Easy Saints lost to the Los Angeles Rams. The governor of Louisiana, John Bell Edwards, received a letter from NFL Commissioner Goodell, and in it he made public that a penalty should have been called against the Rams following a crucial play in in January's NFC Championship game against the Saints, but added that 
it would bring it would be wrong for me to overturn the game's outcome because of an officiating error. I fully understand your personal disappointment and the disappointment and frustration of Saints fans throughout the country over the outcome of the NFC Championship game. <laughs> will this play ever die? Will will New Orleans fans ever get past this one? It appears not. I mean, when the governor of the state has to get involved and receive a letter from the NFL commissioner, maybe not. Of all the times that Saints slash LSU fans have benefited from very questionable calls, Mayor David Briley of Nashville on Monday recognized it as Cornelia Clark Fort Day in Metro Nashville. Now, this lady was not only a Nashville native, but a World War II veteran, a trailblazing aviator, and the first American woman to die while on active military duty. Fort went to Ward Belmont and Harpeth Hall School in Nashville and would have turned 100 years old yesterday. The mayor released a proclamation dedicating the day to her memory. Now, she was from a very prominent family. She was the daughter of the owner of the National Life and Accident Insurance Company. If you know anything about that company, it went on to start what we know now as WSM, the Air Castle of the South, WSM AM650 in Nashville. Very prominent, very prominent company, especially in the 1940s. And this woman actually was at Pearl Harbor when the attack on December 7th happened, and she was part of the Women's Auxiliary Ferry Service, and she died on March 21st, 1943, at the age of 24, when her plane crashed in Mulberry Canyon, Texas, as she was part of a ferrying group, and it and it crashed there, and she died. And her gravestone says, killed in the service of her country. She was portrayed in the movie Tora, Tora, Tora by actress Jeff Donnell. And the Cornelia Fort Air Park in East Nashville is named after her. So I had no idea about the history of this woman who would have turned 100 years old this week. From Nashville, Tennessee, we remember the sacrifice of this World War II aviator, a female Cornelia Fort as we celebrate what would be our 100th birthday. How about this? Speaking of aviation, a scantily clad woman on a Florence, South Carolina airport tarmac shut down the airport. This woman was spotted on the grounds of Florence Regional Airport on Sunday, and the woman ran through the tarmac and into a nearby wooded area. Dogs with the Florence County Sheriff's Canine Unit found her in a storm ditch, The woman was only wearing underwear, according to the public safety officer for Florence and the airport authority. The airport had had to be closed for more than two hours during the search for this woman. An American Airlines flight from Charlotte was sent back and canceled along with a flight headed to Charlotte. The woman was taken to a hospital for mental evaluation and is not expected to be charged. But this woman, scantily clad, I don't know exactly what that really means, but uh, shutting down the airport and causing flight cancellations, a streaker in Florence County, South Carolina. What's going on there in the PD, y'all? <laughs> How about this story? A children's book checked out in 1946 has finally returned to the Silver Spring, Maryland Library. 
being overdue for 73 years. 75-year-old Maura Gregg, who now lives in Toronto, said the book was inadvertently packed up in a move and taken to Canada when she was a girl. And she said, I thought I really should return it to where it came from. And so I wrote a letter and packed it up and sent it off. Oddly enough, this book, which was originally published in 1929 that she returned, is called The Postman. So the good old mail service, I guess, aided in the return of this library book, checked out 73 years ago, and taken out of the country. This woman ought to be arrested. She ought to be put in jail by ICE or whoever deals with this kind of stuff because she took off with one of our prized possession, an American book, Maura Gregg, that is, who's now, I said, 75 years old. She did this, I guess, when she was two years old, she got this book, or I would assume her parents got the book from the Silver Spring, Maryland Library. But yes, what a nice gesture, eh? <laughs> All right, more stories. How about another cool story? Speaking of Canada, but not really Canada, this has to do with hockey, which I think of Canada when I think of hockey. This is called Miracle on Ice, the headline for the story. A hockey player has saved a team member's life who went into a cardiac arrest during a hockey game in North Carolina. And this North Carolina doctor saved his fellow hockey player's life during a hockey pickup game. And Jib Street, a Canadian who was playing hockey his whole life, dropped in the Pineville, North Carolina rink after he went into cardiac arrest and as luck would have it he was playing alongside a medical doctor and the doctor ended up saving the life so a good job there dr craig bryant an er doctor helped save jib street's life during this hockey pickup game and i thought people got hurt playing hockey because they got into fights and shoved each other up against the glass but here luckily for the canadian jib jib street i like that name that's a pretty cool name jib (laughs) He uh, lucky to have a good Carolinian on the ice there in Pineville, just outside of Charlotte, helping out when he went down with a cardiac arrest here recently. Now, what you got? Do what's your plans for Valentine's Day? Well, if you don't have anything planned and you're looking for something really, really special and cool, well, go to Waffle House because on Valentine's Day. If you make a reservation at about 140 Waffle Houses across the country, they'll be serving up a special dinner, Valentine's night, that will include candlelight. (laughs) It also will include tablecloths, white tablecloths at that, and craft-tailored menus for a -a one-of-a-kind Valentine's Day experience. And as Waffle House said, Whether you're out with friends, family, or your significant other, a heaping plate of hash browns is sure to put a smile on everyone's face. Now, I'm going to read off some of the places that are participating, some of the Waffle House locations. If you've got one near you, Waffle Houses in Decatur, Alabama, Coleman, the Montgomery location in Zelda Road, Huntsville University Drive location, Let's see, Tuscaloosa, the Waffle House on Oscar Baxter Drive, going over to Arkansas, West MLK Boulevard in Fayetteville, also Thompson Street in Springdale, and Florida, boy, lots of them. Pensacola on Lavelle Way, also in Brandon, Florida, 
at the location at Brandon Boulevard participating, Georgia, the home of Waffle House. Locations in Forsyth, North Lee Street, Augusta, the one on Washington Road, very popular place. And Cumming, Georgia on Brandon Road. And let's see, Atlanta, you got anything there? Well, let's see, Buford, Georgia is close enough. Buford Drive location. And there is a location, Atlanta, Cheshire Bridge Road in Atlanta. I guess they know if they have that around Atlanta, they may not be in business much longer. Kentucky, Richmond, Kentucky location, Georgetown, Kentucky, Kentucky on Commercial Drive, Louisiana, Gonzalez's location on Highway 30 West, Slidell, Oak Court, Baton Rouge, George O'Neill Road location, Maryland, Bel Air, Maryland on Conowingo Road, Missouri, St. Robert location on Z Highway. They love those letters up in Missouri. Mississippi, Gulfport, Beach Drive location, Starkville, Greta Lane, Meridian, First Avenue, North Carolina, the Waffle House in Selma at Outlet Center, Mount Airy, Rockford Street, home of Andy Griffith, Mount Airy, that is, Apex, North Carolina, Williams Street location. I'm just, North Carolina's got a bunch. Greenville, North Carolina, home of the Pirates, the one on Greenville Boulevard is celebrating valentine's day you can go there broken air oklahoma north aspen avenue location tulsa south mingo road south carolina my hometown lexington south lake drive waffle house participating in this clemson national champions the one on tiger boulevards got a special valentine's dinner lined up for you also in tennessee nashville's got two locations sidco drive and highway 70 south in morristown the one on andrew johnson highway and in franklin mallory lane texas you've got rockwall just outside of dallas ridge road location houston west road location midlothian virginia speaks drive waffle house waffle house unit 1246 by the way richmond they've got they need something positive to have in richmond if you go to the waffle house thursday the west broad street location got you a candlelight dinner set up and finally, there's only one in West Virginia, Martinsburg, the one on Foxcroft Avenue. They will have this special Valentine's Day romantic dinner, candlelight, tablecloth, and a special menu all lined up for you. Thanks to Waffle House. How cool is that, my friends? When we come back on y'all, we'll have a political spotlight. We'll hear from the president as he was in El Paso Monday night. We've got some reaction from that. And we'll also hear from a Democratic contender for the White House, Kristen Gillibrand of New York. She was in South Carolina over the weekend. We'll have all that plus a passage from North Carolina that we'll discuss. All that around the corner on the Y'all Show. Talk with the Southern next. I want to keep my heart healthy, so I get my cholesterol checked regularly. And when my doctor told me my cholesterol was borderline, I found garlic. According to my pharmacist, there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. And one garlic tablet is equal to a whole clove of garlic, except it's odor-free. Yep, I'm doing what I can for my cholesterol, and I'm doing it with garlic. Garlic, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. 
This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 6262. That's promo code 6262 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When picking a phone number for business, what sounds more professional? Your personal number? Hold on, let me give you my cell. And uh, actually, let me get yours too, just so I don't ignore your call, you know? Or a dedicated business number, courtesy of Grasshopper. It was a pleasure meeting you. Our number is 1-833-IT-TROOP. Give us a call anytime. There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. When I have a cold sore, I want something that works. Purpose&L penetrates deep to treat your cold sore, and it's enriched with lysine, vitamins, and lemon balm for soothing relief. But even when I don't have a cold sore, I still want something that protects against a flare-up. Purpose&L protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold, including flare-ups from sun damage with its added SPF 30 protection. So it treats and protects. Works for me. And me too. Purpose&L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Uses directed. This is the Y'all Show, where we discuss all things Southern on the program that's all about the South. I'm your host, John Rawl, and in hour two of today's program, we'll have the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue back with us, Matt Hearmans. You don't want to miss out on that. Right now on the show, we start our political spotlight of the region off with some sad news. As Congressman Walter Jones of North Carolina, a Republican there, he died Sunday. He was 76 years old. He entered hospice about two weeks ago, and he was served North Carolina for a very, very long time. Representative Walter Jones, Republican from North Carolina. His office said in a statement, Congressman Jones was a man of the people with a kind heart and the courage of his convictions. He dedicated his life to serving his savior and to standing up for Americans who needed a voice. And again, he was still in office, although in hospice, he had not given up his seat. He suffered a broken hip at his home back on January 14th and underwent surgery in Greenville, North Carolina, the following day. And then his family issued a statement at the end of January announcing that he had entered hospice care and asking for privacy. He was very beloved in North Carolina. This follows, over the past couple of days, the passage of John Dingle, who was the longest-serving member of Congress, who died at 92, Dingle from the state of Michigan. Jones was first elected to Congress in 1994 and represented North Carolina's 3rd District, which includes the cities of Kinston, Greenville, and Newburn, North Carolina. We remember the life of Congressman Walter Jones here on the Y'all Show. 
Well, President Trump, he's got some good news to town as U.S. Steel cites the president in resuming a construction project in Alabama. The company says it will restart construction at an idle manufacturing facility in the Birmingham area. And they give the credit to President Trump's trade policies in the announcement of the plant opening. And they said that his trade actions are responsible for the resumption of work at an advanced plant near Birmingham. And the administration's tariffs have raised prices on imported steel and aluminum. The manufacturer, U.S. Steel, also cited improving market conditions, union support, and government incentives for the decision. So if you're a steel worker in Birmingham, you will benefit from U.S. Steel's decision to resume a construction project in central alabama well speaking of the president he was in el paso on monday night big rally there about ten thousand people i think were able to squeeze into the coliseum in west texas and we're going to go down and hear president trump he was very lively as you would expect his first so-called campaign rally or rally period that he's had in the year 2019 and really the first one he had he's had about three months and he was he was doing his typical routine but he did take time out while in El Paso to pick on its native son, Robert O'Rourke, also known as Beto, who was defeated in the Texas Senate race by Ted Cruz. And now O'Rourke considered to be a candidate for 2020, but hasn't officially announced yet anything. And President Trump didn't hold back when picking on O'Rourke on Monday night. Let's go in and hear that portion of his speech from El Paso. But a young man who's got very little going for himself, except he's got a great first name. He is, he challenged us. So we have, let's say, 35,000 people tonight, and he has 200 people, 300 people, not too good. In fact, what I do... What I would do is I would say that may be the end of his presidential bid, but he did challenge it. President Donald Trump from Monday night's campaign rally, you could call, coming from El Paso, Texas, where he was there to talk about the border barrier wall, whatever you want to call it, as they have that in El Paso, Texas, and it has made a big difference, despite what some people like Robert O'Rourke say, and the president well, he wasn't holding back when he was picking on the congressman from El Paso, O'Rourke, during that rally Monday evening. Well, the president will be on the ballot in 2020, but the Trump name will not be on a ballot in Kentucky, at least this year. <laughs> and the reason, Secretary of State Allison Lundergan Grimes has ruled that a candidate can't use the nickname Trump on a ballot in kentucky this year and she's issued this ruling claiming that carl nett adding the president's name as his nickname to the ballot was an improper attempt to gain an advantage as he runs to replace grimes as kentucky's secretary of state nett says he was an early supporter for president trump and that people gave him the nickname trump as an insult nett says he has turned it around and now people often are shouting trump whenever he enters the room (laughs) in kentucky see we thought virginia politics was a kind of kind of nutty and here we have a nutty guy named net carl net who goes by the nickname trump i could think of better nicknames probably to go by than trump come on 
But, uh, yeah, it, it is kind of odd that his opponent in this upcoming race says that he can't have that nickname on the ballot. He needs to go legally change his name, in my opinion, and I don't think she'll have a case to keep his so-called name off the ballot when that happens as they're running in the Commonwealth of Kentucky for Secretary of State. Now, to the Democratic contenders for 2020, Elizabeth Warren, she's going to be stopping in Metro Atlanta this weekend. She officially announced over the weekend that she's going to be running for president on the Democratic side. And on Saturday, she'll appear at an event in Gwinnett County. And that event starts at around 445 Saturday at Central Gwinnett High School in Lawrenceville. That's where Senator Elizabeth Warren, also known as the (laughs) P-word, I'm talking about the, the nickname that President Trump levels against her from time to time. That event going on in Lawrenceville this weekend, Elizabeth Warren down south. Now, Kirsten Gillibrand is another senator. This senator is from New York, upstate New York to be exact. She was in South Carolina just a few days ago campaigning. South Carolina, a very important state for Democrats as it's going to weed out all the contenders and choose the likely nominee for 2020. And Grillbrand was in South Carolina. Now, one fun thing, I don't have an audio clip of, but she was eating chicken, and she was eating chicken with a fork, and it was brought up to her attention. Hey, you know, we're in the South here, Senator. You don't eat with a fork when you're eating greasy chicken. You just got to get in there with your hands. So she kind of felt a little uncomfortable. But she was in Charleston over the weekend, and we're going to go now and hear her talk about the importance of South Carolina Kirsten Gillibrand, Senator from New York, 2020 contender. Well, South Carolina has always been an early state, and it's one that's really important for the country. As a state that elects both Democrats and Republicans, it represents the broader country, that uh, we're not just a red America or a blue America, but we're red, white, and blue America. So it's really important that we can bring people together uh, and, and hear from all families about what their concerns are. And I think South Carolina plays a really prominent role in that. Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, New York, talking in Charleston, South Carolina. She's officially in the running for president, from the Democratic side at least. Now, one guy who's rumored to be running is John Hickenlooper, the former governor of Colorado. And he may bring in a crowd that may not necessarily be all that for the progressive side of the Democratic ticket. And Hickenlooper has not announced. He hasn't even really gotten close to having a committee. But he was in South Carolina over the last couple of days, speaking to a organization of hospital administrators, and he kind of took the time out to go to the TV cameras and explain while he was there and that, yes, he is considering a run in 2020. And here is John Hickenlooper. Say that five times fast here on the Y'all Show. Well, part of the goal in this trip is to see whether, you know, take the temperature of South Carolina and see whether there's any interest in a pragmatic uh, you know, problem solver, uh, somebody who's about finding solutions uh, as a possible candidate for 2020. And what's the take so far? What's the temperature been like? Well, we had a pretty big crowd last night at the, at the River Rat Brewery. So uh, whenever you see a crowd and they're interested in politics and they've, you know, they're, they're really fired up, it makes you think that there's something, uh, something positive in the future. You talked about some of the successes in Colorado with... Um you know, expanding Medicaid. What do you say to leaders in South Carolina who have refused to expand Medicaid repeatedly? Where do you find middle ground? Well, I don't think it's my job to criticize the leaders of every state. 
but, and there are alternative ways. I think the community health centers can get you part of the way. But ultimately, I mean, I feel like South Carolina is, is being treated unfairly by the federal government because all these other states, when they expand the Medi uh, uh, Medicaid, they end up, the, the federal government pays 90% of it. So the cost of the state is relatively small and the economic benefits are without question dramatic. In other words, the, the number of jobs that are created, the overall economic impact of, of all that money coming into your state, it's powerful. You, you know, your employees have less time lost. Your entrepreneurs feel greater freedom to start businesses because there's a better workforce out there. I mean, it's, it, the, the, the benefits magnify once you actually put the system in place. The former governor of Colorado, John Hickenlooper, in South Carolina, kind of maybe laying out a strategy for announcing his own run at president on the Democratic side in 2020. Hope you enjoyed our Y'all Political Spotlight here on this Tuesday, Y'all. Hour two is on the way. You don't want to miss it. We've got some good stuff. We'll talk sports. We'll talk barbecue. This is Y'all. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Herpesanel works when you have a cold sore and works when you don't. If you haven't tried this for cold sores, you're missing out. Herpesanel penetrates deep to treat cold sores. It really works. I apply it as soon as I have one. Herpesanel also protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold with added SPF 30 protection. I use it in the winter and in the summer to help protect against flare-ups from sun damage. Herpesanel works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Use as directed. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Big news. Barbecue talk is just minutes away here on the Y'all Show. Welcome back. It is hour two, and we will have the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue filling out a full report for you here. Matt Hirbans will be dropping by, and I cannot wait. Rumor has it he was in one of the barbecue capitals of Dixie over the weekend, Memphis, Tennessee. And we'll find out maybe where he stopped, maybe a new place he hasn't talked about here in his recent talking about Memphis. We'll discuss that, plus he's got more sources to talk about with us here during his barbecue report later this hour. 803-816-1170 is our number here on The Y'all Show, Talk with a Southern Accent. I am John Rawl. Good to have you back here for the second hour. And again, our website, y'all.com. We start this hour off with Sports Lanyap, the happenings of sports and all types of sports happens your way when we do sports lack and nappy as i like to call it kind of in jest well we know now that oklahoma quarterback kyler murray is centering on football he was an oakland a's draft pick 
but hasn't necessarily committed to playing baseball. By the way, the A's reported to spring training, at least their pitchers and catchers, they reported to Arizona Monday for that, and a bunch of other teams reporting today and throughout the rest of this week. If you love Major League Baseball, even Minor League Baseball, it's that time, friends. You've made it. Your winter is over. Get excited. But Kyler Murray is not rushing off to Arizona for the Cactus League. He's focusing on football. That was announced Monday, and a lot of people predict he will be the first pick in the NFL draft when that does happen in Nashville in April. But we know now that he's focusing more on football. Speaking of the NFL, the Carolina Panthers signed Eric Reed to a three-year deal on Monday. Now, he was signed kind of midway through the season by Carolina in 2018, and he had been out of football for a while because, well, partly because, he's buddies with Colin Kaepernick. And although a defensive player, a lot of people were scared to sign him because he was taking a knee during the national anthem. And even though North Carolina, South Carolina, are very much patriotic and very much despise players getting on their knee. For whatever reason, Mr. Tepper, the new owner of Carolina, he signed him to this kind of one-year deal in 2018. And now Eric Reed, kneeler that he is, has signed a three-year deal worth slightly more than $22 million with the NFL's Carolina Panthers. So he's getting paid for kneeling. Not very happy about that decision, Mr. Tepper. Love the Panthers. This is a bad deal. But And one reason I say it's a bad deal, I watched Reed during the 2018 season. I watched some of those games where the Panthers were in a seven-game losing streak. And I know one time where he, he cost the team maybe a game. I don't know that he helped that much. Now, I know they've had a lot of departures from the NFL's Panthers after the season, more I guess the most noticeable name from the defensive side is Julius Peppers. Pep has taken his talent and retired, and he'll go in the Hall of Fame. But he won't be back for the Carolina defense, although he didn't play that much. He really didn't, not last year. Maybe in the past he played every down. He was kind of brought in sporadically in 2018. But Eric Reed, three-year deal, $22 million dollars. Mama always said I should be an NFL football player. I I could use a cool 22 mil right now. How about you? To the college game we go, and the Mississippi Landsharks are going to have to vacate 33 wins as part of their final NCAA sanction. The athletic director for the University of Mississippi, Ross Bjork, made this announcement Monday night during a town hall meeting in Cleveland, Mississippi. He'll be in Corinth today. He's kind of doing a little tour of the state, having these town halls, getting fan input about some of the dumb decisions he's made and other officials, frankly, as an alumnus of that school, I can tell you firsthand some of the stupid things they've done, i.e. Landshark. <laughs> That's why I call them Landshark. I, I would love to call them Ole Miss Rebels, but I just can't. These people like Bjork and Michael Thompson, who works there, have made the place a joke and the chancellors in recent years have made the place a complete joke and this is what they want and these fans show up if you're a fan of this school and you continue to support them i'm not a fan of you i'm sorry i I like the old miss rebels i don't want to be a land shark and i don't want to be a, a school that 
totally vacates your identity as this school has. Well, guess what? They're having to vacate wins from 2010, 2011, 2012, and the 2016 seasons plus seven wins from 2013 because of ineligible player participation. Good news, though, Landshark fans. Your 2015 Sugar Bowl win over Oklahoma State will not be vacated, nor will any other victories during that 10-win season. You know, the 10-win season where you had a player use a car that he shouldn't have been using, and you had Mr. Kamdichi jump out of a hotel window in Atlanta because he was using some kind of crazy drug. Oh, yeah, the you know, the hero that was supposed to be this great player there that ended up skipping out on that Sugar Bowl game. See, I know too much about this school. Too much. It, it hurts. This this school turned its back on a lot of people, including me, because of stupid decisions, including decisions from people like Ross Bjork, the athletic director. Now, Bjork says that it's the last part of this process. In a way, it's just a piece of paper because you saw those games. The games are not considered official losses. According to the reports, several players involved with the ACT violations aspect of the investigation were declared ineligible for those seasons that are now costing them. Now, one was former offensive lineman Larry Tunsil, who was declared ineligible, and he was a freshman. I remember the big drama about him. He came from Waynesboro, Mississippi, and probably should never have been admitted. And they pulled some real shenanigans to get him in there that was going back to the houston nut days if i'm not mistaken with tunsil and then hugh freeze and all the problems that he brought there so mississippi land shark fans they're ready to move on and to my knowledge they will be bowl eligible this year with mr luke cool hand matt luke leading the program in 2019 for his second full season his second official season i should say leading the land shark tribe <laughs> in in oxford mississippi slash university mississippi basketball let's talk some hoops tennessee continues to be the unanimous number one well they're they're number one they get 40 first place votes duke got 24 duke had a big win at charlottesville this weekend this past weekend so they're not totally unanimous they're, they're they, they better keep winning or duke will equal them or at least take over number one Right now, Rick Barnes' team atop the AP Top 25 and the coaches' poll. Duke is at number two in the brand-new poll. UVA, although losing this past weekend to the Dukies, they are number four. UK sits at number five. That's where they were last week. They stay there. Other teams from the south. North Carolina is ranked eighth. Houston moves up three spots. The Cougars having a great season. They're ranked number nine. In the south, you have the Texas Tech Red Redders. They are number 15. They moved up a couple of spots this week. Louisville sits at 16. They don't go up or down. Florida State moves up big, five spots. They're at number 17 in the latest poll. The Bayou Bengals of LSU, they rise to number 19 in the latest AP poll. Virginia Tech, they had an embarrassing loss for them over the weekend, and they drop 11 spots down to number 22, Maryland checks in at 24 in the last few days the gobblers have lost at home to louisville and then they went on the road to little john over the weekend and were defeated by the clips the tigers 59 51 during monday night's acc play the virginia cavaliers knocked off north carolina in a battle of two top 10 teams the cavaliers winning in chapel hill 69 
61. In the Big 12, the Kansas Jayhawks went to Fort Worth, got a win over TCU in a close game, 82-77. The Jayhawks ranked 14th in the country. Headlines from the Big 12 as starters Isa Ahmad and Wes Harris of the West Virginia Mountaineers have been dismissed from the team for rules violation, undisclosed violations of athletic department policies to be exact. These dismissals were announced Monday night with not a whole lot of explanation. Ahmad was West Virginia's third leading scorer of the season with 12 points per game. He was also the Mountaineers' third leading rebounder at 5.8. Harris averaged 7.9 points and four and a half rebounds a game. Ahmad was a senior and a four-year starter. Harris, a junior, and had been a starter for two seasons. And two of Coach Huggins's starters dismissed from the team in what's been a horrible season in Morgantown as the Nears are 10 and 14 overall, two and nine in the Big 12. And they just came off a very disturbing loss at home to Texas 75-53. And now they play at Kansas this weekend. Not good news if you're a WVU fan and you're losing two of your key players. So this is a program that's been really one of the best teams in that conference and some would sometimes say could be a contender for the big dance, but the wheels have fallen off there in the mountain state in 2018, 2019 basketball news from Georgia as five star high school stud, Anthony Edwards announced that he's going to be playing for the Georgia Bulldogs. He made this announcement Monday morning and he becomes Georgia's highest ranked recruit in the ESPN recruiting era, and he announced Georgia over Kentucky after he also canceled a scheduled official visit to Florida State this past weekend. He had already taken official visits to both Georgia and Kentucky and went to Athens unofficially on at least one of his official visits back in December, and he cut his list to five schools, and he ended up not taking visits to Kansas or UNC. And Tom Crean, the head coach, of the Georgia Bulldogs, a big part of the recruitment of Anthony Edwards and this talented player who comes from Holy Spirit Prep School in Atlanta, a six foot four guard, ranked number five in the ESPN 100 class for the t- class of 2019, and slotted in as the number one shooting guard in the entire country, going to play for the Georgia Bulldogs. Could he be Georgia's next Dominique Wilkins? Could be. Could be. Anthony Edwards, keep an eye on him. And love to see, even though I'm not necessarily a big fan of the Georgia Bulldogs, it's good to see them getting a kid to stay in-state instead of going to the Bluegrass. Sorry, Big Blue Nation. You get your fair share of great recruits. I don't think you're going to collapse just because Anthony Edwards didn't come your way. But great news if you're a Bulldog basketball fan. Mr. Red Sweater Vest guy, if you know who I'm talking about, he's at every Georgia basketball game. You'll get to know Anthony Edwards quite well here in the next year. Way to go, Georgia Bulldog basketball program. And Tom Crean, I think Georgia's now on like a 10-game losing streak, so Crean needs him signed up sooner than later. Let's look at some college basketball standings. American Athletic Conference, the Houston Cougars, we told you about them. They're in the top 10. They are 10-1 and in conference play, 23-1 and overall. Great job, Houston. Shades of 1983, y'all, 
as Houston is dominating the American Athletic Conference. Now, UCF, they're having a pretty good season in basketball play. They are 17-5 overall, 7-3 in conference play. Their neighbors in Tampa, South Florida, 7-4. So are the Temple Owls. Memphis is 6-5 and 14-10 and overall. Not quite what Coach Hardaway wanted here in his inaugural season coaching his alma mater, the Memphis Tigers. But they're sandwiched halfway in the AAC standings. Tulsa, they're not having a good season. Four and seven in conference play. SMU also four and seven. East Carolina two and nine. And poor old coach Dunleavy of the Tulane Green Wave. Tulane is zero and ten in American athletic play, and Tulane is four and eighteen overall. I mean, they got a, I, I would call a high, Hall of Fame guy as their head coach, and they just can't win. Poor old. Tulane Green Wave. Atlantic 10 Conference. Davidson is atop that conference. Standings alongside Richmond, Virginia's VCU Rams. Both of those teams have an identical overall record of 17-6, and six, and I bet both will find their way playing in the big dance in just a few weeks. And let's see, Atlantic Sun Conference standings. The Lipscomb Bisons from Nashville, Tennessee are atop that conference. Lipscomb is 11-0, and 0, and they are 20-4 and 4 overall and they are certainly marching their way to March Madness. The Liberty Flames are in the Atlantic Sun Conference for basketball, and this school from Virginia is 10-1 and in conference play, 21-5 and overall. In the Big 12 Conference, how about this? In the standings, you have the Sunflower State's two teams atop the standings, Kansas State and Kansas, right now are tied at eight wins apiece in the Big 12. Baylor is just behind them alongside Texas Tech, and Iowa State, all three of those programs have seven and four conference records. UT is six and five. The Sooners and Oklahoma State are really down toward the bottom near West Virginia. We told you they were having a, a terrible year, and I, I don't know where the wheels have fallen off there in the Mountain State. Big South Conference from Virginia, the Radford Highlanders, they lead that conference. Ten and one is the overall mark, 18 and seven. Winthrop is chasing them from Rock Hill, South Carolina. The Eagles are eight and three, eighteen and eight overall. And poor old South Carolina Upstate Spartans and UNC Asheville Bulldogs, they're at the bottom of the conference with one and ten conference play marks. Colonial Athletic Association in the South, the Charleston College of Charleston Cougars are nine and four in that conference. Towson five and seven, William Mary five and eight, James Madison pulling up the rear with a three and nine mark. In the Conference USA standings, Old Dominion, they are leading at a ten and three mark, twenty and six overall, marching toward March Madness alongside the Tidewater of Virginia. The Roadrunners from Texas San Antonio, they are just behind Old Dominion with a nine and three conference record. Pulling up the rear, the Charlotte 49ers, three and ten in conference play. In the Horizon League, the only Southern team that I'm aware of in that conference, the UNK, Northern Kentucky, or it's NKU, Northern Kentucky Norse are 10 and 3, 20 and 6 overall. OVC, you got three teams all with 10 and 2 marks and tied atop the conference standings. The Belmont Bruins, the Murray State Racers, and the Austin P. Govs all doing quite well. And the conference tournament, I think, will be again in Nashville this year. Ought to be a darn fun and exciting tournament. Southern Conference, Wofford continues to be the darling. The Terriers got a big win over the weekend. And this team from Spartanburg, South Carolina, is 13-0 in SoCon play. 
and 21 and 4 overall, having a great season there. The Wofford Terriers, the UNC Greensboro Spartans have only one loss, and that was to Wofford. They are 11 and 1, 22 and 3 overall. Southland Conference, the Sam Houston State Bearcats are perfect. They are 11 and 0, 16 and 8 overall. Abilene Christian is just behind them with an 8 and 3 mark. And they are 19 and five overall. In the SWAC, I told you last week, just about every team in this conference has an overall losing record. But right now, Prairie View is atop the SWAC standings with a nine and one conference mark. And finally, Sunbelt Conference standings: Texas State and UT Arlington are tied atop that conference, both with eight and three conference play marks. And that's a quick look at all things Sportsland Yap here on the Y'all Show. Hang on, we've got the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue lined up and coming your way. He's going to talk about Memphis, and he's going to talk about sauces, y'all. Stay with us. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore and works when you don't. If you haven't tried this for cold sores, you're missing out. Herpes and L penetrates deep to treat cold sores. It really works. I apply it as soon as I have one. Herpes and L also protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold with added SPF 30 protection. I use it in the winter and in the summer to help protect against flare-ups from sun damage. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Use as directed. And now a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When a client calls, what do you want them to hear? Your personal voicemail? Hey, you've reached Greg's cell phone? Uh, I'm away right now, <laughs> obviously. Uh, leave a message and maybe I'll get back to you. Or something a little more buttoned up, courtesy of Grasshopper. Thanks for calling Green Landscaping. To make an appointment, dial 1. For billing, dial 2. To speak with Greg Smith, dial There's three. no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with the purple today. Get a $100 store credit with the purchase of a mattress. Just text NICE to 797979 to get your $100 store credit. The only way to get this exclusive offer is to text NICE to 797979. That's N-I-C-E to 797979. Message and data rates may apply up to five messages a month. TNC and privacy policy found at purple.com. Reply help for help or stop to cancel. Put on my blue suede shoes and I boarded the plane Touchdown in the land of the Delta Blues in the middle of a pouring rain W.C. Handy, won't you look down over me Cause I've got a first class ticket and I'm blue as a boy can be Walking in Memphis Walking with my feet ten feet off a field Walking in Memphis But do I really feel the way I feel? 
It's the second day of the work week. Welcome back to Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent with John Rawl. And you can reach us here on the All Southern program anytime you feel like it. You can text us at 803-816-1170. And our number is 803-816-1170 to call as well. Our website, y'all.com. And we had a tip come in thanks to our text line, 803-816-1170, that the barbecue barrister may have been spotted in the Bluff City over the weekend. And we welcome in the barbecue barrister now to y'all. And that is one Matt Hermans. And what's the truth? Can you confirm or deny that you were in one of the South's barbecue meccas this past weekend? Well, I guess since I'm uh, since I'm found out, I have to admit that uh, yes, I did spend uh, this last weekend in the Bluff City uh, for a little business trip to go on over there. But uh, you know, spend an extra day or so and uh, enjoy what the defined culinary offerings of Memphis, Tennessee is uh, not necessarily a bad thing. So, yeah, I was there. I was there. Your sources are correct. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's all say a little prayer here on the show. Dear Lord, let's hope that Matt Hermans never has issues with gout. Because if if you ever had that, and that's what you get when you have too much pork, uh, I don't know how you would make it, Matt. Yeah, I'm going to join in on that prayer as well because uh, that would uh, that would negatively influence my uh, <laughs> my my eating uh, habits, I guess for sure. Yeah, I don't I don't even want to say the word out loud. I don't want to jinx myself. So, um, yeah, that's a good prayer. I can get in on that. Well, let's kind of recap your weekend from a barbecue perspective. I don't care what you did for fun. I want to know what you ate. And I noticed one place I saw on social media that you went to was named Barbecue something, and I'd never heard of that place. Tell me about it. Which place is it? All right, well, let's right, go through. Let's go through your list that of barbecue be, places. That must be my my uh, my wife. But we did. We went to the barbecue shop. That's it. On yeah, on Madison. That's uh, probably my fave. Ooh, I don't want to say it. But it's one of my favorite places in Memphis. To eat. I don't think I'd ever heard um, you talk about that on previous episodes where you discussed Memphis barbecue. I never heard that place mentioned. Well, I, I was I made a, a mistake then. That is one of the classic places in Memphis. I would say is the barbecue shop on Madison Avenue in Midtown. It's uh, been there for a very long time. Family owned place. Uh, very famous for ribs obviously but uh their barbecue place as well as barbecue spaghetti that's where barbecue spaghetti got it uh it's got it found it, it was founded there it was originated there at the barbecue shop and then it became kind of a memphis specialty but that's where it started and i think that's it's really really good it happens to be my uh, my lovely wife's favorite meal she uh she can't wait to get over there and get barbecue spaghetti. Now, uh, who, found, who found that place? Do you, are you giving your wife credit for finding it, or did you do your own no, research? No. No, absolutely not giving her credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, give her credit, I give her credit for a lot, but no, it's, uh, it's a famous place. It's one of these uh, places in Memphis that's always uh, looked on very, very uh, rated very high by both locals and uh, people coming to visit. But uh, really really unique spot it used to be i think years ago it was a uh, kind of a meet and three type uh, deal with a bar mm-hmm. i called the uh, black eyed tea and uh in the 70s 
it was converted over to a barbecue place. And, uh, he uh, been handed down. I think the son, the, the father started it. Now the son's running it, but it's still a family place. But uh, boy, it's uh, it's really fantastic. It's one of my, it is, it's one of my favorites. I've got to hit the barbecue shop when I go to Memphis, and I certainly did do it this time as well. Got me a half slab of dry ribs, and it was even better than I remember. Now, you mentioned this was in Midtown. If you know anything about Memphis, our audience listening in, you have downtown, and then one of the areas of Memphis is Midtown, which is not an easy walk. You're going to have to get in a car, essentially, or Uber from downtown to Midtown. And where is this? You said it's in Midtown. What's a landmark that we might be familiar with, if you know anything about Memphis in Midtown? Yeah, it's it's on Madison. um, So if you were to, uh, let's see. Not too far from Overton Square. So okay. All if you're right. Headed, if you're headed from downtown, and of course Overton Square, most people take Madison to get there to this little entertainment area with a bunch of restaurants and bars as well. You will pass the barbecue shop. It's a couple miles before you get to, like I say, to Overton Square. Okay. So All right. Within, within the within the parkways, as they say. I say. Well, I, I I know Memphis. You might have heard this too. Memphis was recently rated the top place to visit in America by some kind of website or magazine or something like that. So we got a lot of people going to Memphis, and they want to know wow. the cool, cool places to go. And Matt Hermans gives it a big thumbs up. Now you mentioned I can't let you off the hook when you talk about this place, barbecue spaghetti. What exactly is that, sir? I'm glad you asked, John, because I. Uh I did a little research on it myself. So essentially the way barbecue shop does it, and I'm not giving away any type of secrets here. They have a, a little YouTube video and they've been on TV shows and things like that. So uh, what they do is they, of course they smoke their uh, pork shoulders, uh, the butt on site. And they take uh, a lot of the juices and the drippings and honestly, a lot of the fat, the smoked fat that kind of renders off of this pork butt during the long, slow smoke. And they mix that with some barbecue sauce. They mix that with some seasoning. Um, and then they kind of, they, of course, they put uh, a nice, healthy amount of uh, smoked pork butt along with kind of uh, the spaghetti noodles that you would imagine. Now, the, the interesting thing is, too, they let the spaghetti noodles soak in that barbecue sauce, smoky uh, meat juice mixture uh, for a long period of time. That way the noodles kind of soak up that flavor as well. But that's what it is. It's spaghetti that you would imagine. It's just kind of spaghetti noodles that's been that have been soaked in this uh, this sauce, and then it's pork shoulder uh, that's mixed in with it. So it's um, yeah, it's kind of what you. It's hard to you can imagine it, but it's hard to explain what it really tastes like until you get it in your in your face. It's pretty uh, it's pretty fantastic. It really is a unique flavor uh, profile for sure. Well, Matt. The barbecue shop has a slogan, and that is Memphis ribs like you ain't ever had. Would you agree with that statement? <laughs> I will say this. I am a huge fan of Memphis barbecue. I love the barbecue shop. I will just say this. I'm, I will never go to Memphis without going to the barbecue shop because it is fantastic. Okay. Some of the best ribs I've ever had in my life. And they do them. That's the other thing I forgot to mention. They do them three ways. So you get your dry ribs, which are, you know, we talked about uh, before with the dry rub finish. Uh, then you get uh, you can get them wet uh, with the barbecue sauce coating. They have a great barbecue. They have two barbecue sauces. They have a hot Memphis style hot, which is really hot, and they have a regular, which is a little more mild. And then they have glazed, which is the third method, which they have this uh, 
kind of a thin, sweet uh, type of glaze that they will glaze your ribs with as well. It's not a soft, it's just kind of a thin, sweet uh, coating to kind of counteract that savory rib flavor. So they're all three good. I like them dry, but I've had them all the different ways, and I don't think you could go wrong at, uh, with, with any one of those varieties. And the barbecue shop online can be found at the bar-b-qshop.com. The bar-b-qshop.com. You can go there and order things like sauces and seasoning. But Matt, we got Valentine's Day coming up in about 48 hours. And I, I got to know if you didn't get one of these, I'm going to ship it to you because I love you. They have, the, <laughs> they, they have the barbecue shop dancing pigs t-shirt did you pick up one of those while there i gotta say i've had one of those for a few years i yeah i, I do i have a green one uh and so does my so does my wife <laughs> okay. so we've uh we've we don't we, we don't match we don't wear them at the same time that would be uh you know probably a faux pas but no, we both have barbecue shop shirts shirt, okay. so i guess you could call it fans i guess of the place well i'm a fan of yours and by the way if you go onto their website to order one of these t-shirts their t-shirt the dancing pigs tea it retails online for the great savings of $36.99. High quality t shirt. <laughs> That's a lot for a t shirt. <laughs> but like I said, you, I you and the missus have two of them, so no wonder this place is doing well. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember spending that much for it, but hey, worth every penny, I guess. All right. Matt, what else barbecue wise did you enjoy while in the Bluff City? Actually, hit up a, uh, another place I don't know if we've ever talked about before, which is. Uh, very famous, the Blue City Cafe on Beale Street. Love it, uh, great place. I'm sure, yeah, wonderful place. That's another. The great thing about Blue City is we came in late. Uh, it was kind of a last minute deal. Uh, we decided I decided to bring my wife along, and she, we got in and we were hungry. And it was ten o'clock at night. We were staying downtown, and uh, that place uh, serves fantastic barbecue, among other things that are great, uh, until three a.m. So uh, certainly 10 o'clock was no problem. We walked over there from the hotel, and I sat down. Uh, we got the, uh, the barbecue rib and catfish combination. We split that. It's called the best meal on Beal. Nice little rhyme, and uh, it's great. I love that place. We sat back at the bar, and, boy, I just uh, – it's not only ribs, but great catfish and, and uh, a nice sausage and cheese plate, and uh, all kinds of stuff on the menu that's fantastic. Served at all time of the night, so uh, that was one of our. That was one of the high points as well. Very good ribs, uh, cooked to the way they fall off the bone, which is a you know that's not typically the way you cook ribs, but at, Bar- at Blue City Cafe, that's kind of the way you expect them. Yeah, and so Matt, that was another, another high point. Yeah, I second that emotion on Blue City Cafe. I've been there. They have, and I'm a, I'm a snob about this. They have maybe the best tamales, the Delta style tamales. They have the best tamales yeah. just about that I've ever, ever had in my entire life at Blue yeah. City Cafe, which is located in Memphis. It's at the corner of Second Street and Bill Street, downtown Memphis, and a great location. And they also have music played there at Blue City Cafe. Pretty cool deal. Yeah, very cool spot. And you're right about the tamales. They're, they're fantastic. Yep. All right. Well, we enjoyed living vicariously with you today, Matt, on the Memphis journey, and appreciate you working in a few barbecue places. Hopefully, that wasn't too much effort for you. Not at all. I loved it. Like I say, business trip, but uh, business and pleasure. Fantastic time. That's the way to do it. 
When we come back with Matt Hermans, we're going to talk sources as we've been working our way across the southeast. And I want to get his take on that. And if we have time today, we're going to finally ask him, hey, how can we make some cool sauces at home and rival some of these great sauces found throughout Dixie? All that ahead on the Y'all Show with John Brawl. I want to keep my heart healthy, so I get my cholesterol checked regularly. And when my doctor told me my cholesterol was borderline, I found garlic. According to my pharmacist, there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. And one garlic tablet is equal to a whole clove of garlic, except it's odor-free. Yep, I'm doing what I can for my cholesterol, and I'm doing it with garlic. Garlic, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. This is a cow, a cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 6262. That's promo code 6262 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When picking a phone number for business, what sounds more professional? Your personal number? Hold on, let me give you my cell. And uh, actually, let me get yours too, just so I don't ignore your call, you know? Or a dedicated business number, courtesy of Grasshopper. It was a pleasure meeting you. Our number is 1-833-IT-TROOP. Give us a call anytime. There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. When I have a cold sore, I want something that works. Purpose&L penetrates deep to treat your cold sore, and it's enriched with lysine, vitamins, and lemon balm for soothing relief. But even when I don't have a cold sore, I still want something that protects against a flare-up. Purpose&L protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold, including flare-ups from sun damage with its added SPF 30 protection. So it treats and protects. Works for me. And me too. Purpose&L. Works when you have a cold sore. Works when you don't. Use as directed. We got 24 tall boys on the chill. Yeah, 14 of them's mine. A little Marshall Tucker on the radio. You know, we just catch a little groove before the show. We ain't playing nothing slow at the parking lot party. A tailgate buzz just a sipping on suds ain't ever too early. It's the final segment on this Tuesday edition here on the Y'all Show programming note. We'll be heading to Nashville later this week, so tune in as we'll be broadcasting from the 50th Country Radio Seminar from the Omni Hotel in Music City. Going to have a lot of great artists stop by and going to have some great music. You don't want to miss it. That'll be coming up on Thursday and Friday. We'll work our way to Nashville tomorrow and get ready for the big event. We're still visiting with Matt Hermans, barrister of Bodacious Barbecue here on the Y'all Show. And Matt, here in recent days when we've had you on, we've discussed the barbecue sauces offered east of the Mississippi. You were right on the edge of the Mississippi this past weekend when you visited Memphis. 
Let's talk a little bit more about what's west of the Mississippi. I know we didn't quite get into all that Texas has to offer, as well as Oklahoma and maybe even Missouri, if you want to chime in on Kansas City barbecue. I'll let the sauce floor be yours for a few, sir. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll continue our sauce journey. I think uh, I think I got uh, I think I covered just about you know all of Texas. I will just wrap Texas up saying this: it's a big state. Obviously, everybody knows that. There are a lot of different kind of barbecue sauces. It's not a state that's known for its barbecue sauce because, of course, you have kind of the uh, the idea that uh, you order uh, a piece of beef and uh, and no sauce, which is somewhat true in Central Texas, depending on where you go, but largely uh, untrue across the rest of the state. But at the end of the day, it's kind of a collection of different sauces. The one thing I think, like I said before, I don't know if I brought it up, but the one thing that I think is is more common in a Texas sauce, whether it's uh, more vinegary, whether it is uh, sweeter and tomato-based, whether it's even mustard-based, is the presence of a lot of black pepper. And uh, I think that is something that will probably stand out as far as Texas barbecue sauce, which is not necessarily the case in other places. I think that kind of ties in with the uh, kind of the flavor profile of some of the Central Texas brisket. But yeah. So you've got different varieties, and black pepper being in a lot of barbecue sauces gives it a kick that a lot of places don't have. Maybe heat through black pepper as opposed to heat through a, a hot sauce would kind of be a differentiator. Now, Oklahoma... Oh, hold hold on, let me, let me call a timeout before, yeah. we, before we cross over into the Red River country. Yes, let, let, the other day I was passing through the Panhandle. I was in Amarillo. I didn't have any barbecue. Is there anything of note barbecue-wise in the Panhandle of Texas or even down in Lubbock? Uh, so West Texas and the Panhandle are, uh, the Panhandle, West Texas is, is kind of south of the Panhandle and the Panhandle is just the Panhandle. Not a place necessarily known for barbecue. I mean, it is, I mean, put it this way, uh, you know, Amarillo is closer to Colorado than it is to, to where I live. You've been a lot closer. In fact, this is a long, long way away from where most people in the state live, which, you know, as you know, or maybe you don't know. About 85% of the population of the state of Texas lives east of I-35, which is basically the eastern half of the state. So the Panhandle is kind of a different region altogether. It is far north, it is far west, and it, like I say, it would have a little bit more culturally in common with maybe the uh, Colorado area than it would with the rest of Texas. I don't know of any barbecue up there. I'm sure there is, because it still is Texas. I'm sure there's barbecue. As far as the barbecue culture there, I really don't know. Now, west Texas... Um, uh, as far as Lubbock, I've spent time in Lubbock in my life. Um, and West Texas barbecue is uh, primarily beef, but there's ribs as well. There's nothing terribly specific about West Texas barbecue. Uh, it's more close. It's closer to, I would say, Central Texas barbecue, where you kind of got simple salt, pepper, top rubs, a lot of beef, uh, say, uh, beef-centric uh, meat choices. But they do have ribs. You saw... Um, my experience with West Texas barbecue sauce, tomato based, is uh, fairly basic, not too sweet, not too spicy, uh, not too tangy, uh, fairly basic. I've, I've, there's not a whole lot of barbecue in West Texas that I've had that's great, in my opinion, and I know this you know, barbecue snobbery coming through. But, yes, it um, is. You should be ashamed. I would say, I, <laughs> I should be, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> the uh, the way. West Texas is not a place where most people think of as being barbecue hub of the state of Texas, but it is there. Uh, it is out there, and you can find good barbecue if you really, really look hard. There's all the chains. You know, Rudy's the chain in Texas. 
you're going to find Rudy's all over the state, uh, which serves, you know, edible, uh, if not special Texas style barbecue. But, um, uh, yeah, it's just, there's not a whole, there's not a ton of places out there. There's not a ton of people in West Texas generally. So the sparser the population, the sparser the, the, the barbecue restaurants, the barbecue culture is a little different out there. There's occasionally you will find doves. That's one thing I would say when you talk about West Texas, you'll find smoked doves, you will find, uh, smoked quail and bacon wrapped quail, for instance. You will find, uh, occasionally you'll find, you get farther south, say, into kind of like, uh, South Texas, Southwest Texas. You will find things like the occasional goat, huh? which shows, uh, the, you know, influence obviously in Mexico coming up. I've never had goat. I've never sought out goat. Never desired to sample goat, but there is something uh, in that region, particularly in the southern part of West Texas, down towards El Paso, where there is goat barbecue. Hmm. I just can't comment on that. <laughs> I don't know much about it, but it is there. It does exist. So, Matt, if you kidnapped me right now, we went back to Buddy Holly's hometown of Lubbock, Texas, and I had two meals with you. Where are we going to go? What are we going to eat? And where are we going to go? Oh, uh, Lubbock. Well, I'd say one, there's a place. So the one thing is, you know, you think about West Texas, you do think about beef. Okay. Absolutely think about beef. Wide open spaces. Uh, there's a great steakhouse there. The name is, oh, it's called Kegels. Kegels is kind of a classic in Lubbock. Okay. Uh, great steak. Big kind of a sprawling place. Cool place to hang out on the outskirts uh, of town. Uh, good steaks. You know, kind of what you would think of as a West Texas place. Kind of got that cowboy thing going on. All right. Wide open we, spaces. We got, we got kegels down. Where's yeah. our next meal going to be? We got one. Got Ta- one. Taco uh, Bell? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Maybe not Taco Bell. I'd probably take you downtown. There's a uh, a place called, you wouldn't expect it, there's a place downtown called Guardsky's. It's been there for a very long time. It's in an old house. It's right on the outskirts of downtown Lubbock. And they serve kind of a American classic cuisine. They've got a good chicken fried steak. They've got uh, got a whole lot of things on Garden's menu. It's been there a long time. It's a Lubbock classic. Um, So we go have the beef. We do the West Texas thing. And then we go downtown and eat at an old American-style restaurant in an old house. I like it. that would be two good good spots, I would say. And the entire time we're there in Lubbock, we've got our guns up, right? Permanently. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. All right, let's All right. cross that Red River into Oklahoma. What do you got to say about the Sooner State? Yeah, so Oklahoma, you, uh, you know, as you can imagine, those of us who are who are good at geography or got above a C plus, you know, where Oklahoma is. It's kind of at the corner of Texas and uh, uh, Arkansas, and then Missouri, and then of course it, it hits Kansas as well. So. You've got, this is one of those specific kind of places, sort of like Arkansas, where you've got all these influence surrounding it. You've got East Oklahoma, kind of the Tulsa area down in Southeast Oklahoma, you get close to Arkansas and to Northeast Texas, and you've got, you've got a lot of Southern influence on the barbecue. You've got uh, sweet sauce, you got a lot of pork butts, you got a lot of pork shoulder going on, you got some ribs. Um, I'd say the Oklahoma barbecue, then of course you go back into, uh, you know, towards Oklahoma City and you kind of get the, uh, Midwestern type influence there too. It is Oklahoma is a beef uh, largely, other than you know, kind of the, the certain areas on the east part. It is largely a beef centric uh, barbecue state as well. As you can imagine, where it's located, you've got Kansas, you've got beef country there. Oklahoma produces a ton of beef. 
Uh, so you can get uh, brisket just about any place you want to in Oklahoma. So you've got different kinds of sauces. I would say the the key, uh, you know, the Oklahoma sauce you think of is going to be onion powder, tomato base, a little bit of vinegar, you know, sweetness, a little bit of spice, a little bit of spice with some red pepper flakes. Something that kind of uh, it uh, complements just about everything. Because Oklahoma, again, it's kind of this shatter zone of different barbecue styles. So you got sauces that work good on beef, sauces that work well on ribs, that work well on pork. Um, so yeah, tomato base, a little bit of tiny, tiny bit, tiny bit of heat, some vinegar in there, uh, red pepper flake, which is a nice flow kind of heat that builds on you. Uh, and that works great on the pork butts from Eastern Oklahoma, works great on your brisket from Oklahoma City, uh, works good on your ribs from all over the state. So good barbecue in Oklahoma, kind of an underrated barbecue state. People do take their barbecue seriously in Oklahoma. And Matt, I'm um, sure you've already researched this. There's a website called TravelOK.com, and they've come up with an article called The Smoky 16 Oklahoma's heavenly barbecue restaurants. I know you've got it probably memorized, but some of the restaurants I want to give a shout out to in Tulsa, it's the Burn Co. Barbecue in Oklahoma City. You got two places to check out Iron Star Urban Barbecue and Leo's in Oklahoma City. Have you had an experience at any of those joints? Leo's is, is a famous place. I have not eaten, I've eaten barbecue in Oklahoma, but none of those places. So. Okay. I'm going to try to eat barbecue at all three of those places. Is, is that where you're going? I hear you're on the road. Are you heading to Oklahoma City right now? I wasn't, but maybe I'm going to decide <laughs> to change my mind. Now I might. I now think I you might. should. I think you should. Matt Hermans, <laughs> he is the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. We still didn't get to the show me state. We still didn't get to all your tips on how to make sauces, but I promise we will get there, Matt, and safe travels on all your barbecue escapades, and we're glad to have you back here on the Y'all Show on this Tuesday edition. You know, I love sharing the barbecue gospel. Can't wait to do it next week. Amen. Amen, brother. Passed off and plate. When we come back to the Wednesday show, we'll have plenty of good stuff. We're going to have both our ACC and SEC spotlights on the Wednesday, y'all. And we'll have all the latest headlines and more on the show that's all about the South. Thank y'all for tuning in. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day. This is the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Talk with a Southern accent. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore and works when you don't. If you haven't tried this for cold sores, you're missing out. Herpes and L penetrates deep to treat cold sores. It really works. I apply it as soon as I have one. Herpes and L also protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold with added SPF 30 protection. I use it in the winter and in the summer to help protect against flare-ups from sun damage. Herpes and L works when you have a cold sore, works when you don't. Uses directed. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. 
I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with the Purple today. Get a $100 store credit with the purchase of a mattress. Just text NICE to 797979 to get your $100 store credit. The only way to get this exclusive offer is to text NICE to 797979. That's N-I-C-E to 797979. Message and data rates may apply up to five messages a month. TNC and privacy policy found at purple.com. Reply help for help or stop to cancel. Long ago, you wouldn't think of galloping on a horse while doing calligraphy. And you wouldn't have attempted to ride your bike while typing a letter. Yet you think you can safely operate a multi-ton vehicle while texting? Behind the wheel is no place to multitask. If you want to BRB, drive now and text later. Lives depend on it. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council.